0: the Heart in Soul podcast. I'm your host Jess Harton and this is a place where we navigate the journey of self-discovery together. everybody and welcome or welcome back to another solo episode. I hope everybody's doing well and feeling good. I'm not gonna lie, I'm kind of crapping my pants and feeling a little bit nervous because we are about to get very acquainted in this episode. I am going to be getting very vulnerable and we are going deep. Uh, A little bit of a heart to heart with just me, myself and I and I guess everybody else that's listening. So welcome guys, strap on in. Uh, Since I had the idea of starting a podcast, I knew I wanted it to be really open and honest. And I knew that meant sharing my life with you guys and eventually telling the story of my upbringing and what led me to my spiritual journey. And I feel subconsciously I've kind of been putting recording this episode off because ultimately it's pretty scary, guys, to be vulnerable. And I don't normally tell people about my childhood ever, but it's all a part of my journey and it's nothing to be ashamed of. And I'm just in such a time of my life where I'm feeling very cold to be vulnerable and share my experience and journey so far. And I just hope that by sharing my story it can help somebody else that may have gone through something similar and I can be an example of not becoming a victim of your circumstances. You can decide how you let certain things impact you and how you can use those certain situations to learn and grow. Now, it's definitely safe to say I haven't always had this mindset, and it's taken me many years of deep healing and a whole lot of tears to get to where I am today. And I'm going to share that all with you and give you some advice that I wish I knew earlier in my journey or at least things I wish I implemented earlier in my journey. So, To start this story, I think it's important that we go a little bit deeper because essentially everything in my life has led me to my spiritual path and I wouldn't be where I am today without everything else that's happened in my life. Before we do go into this, I want to low-key have a little bit of a disclaimer, I guess. I just think it's really important to note that I'm in a place in my life where I feel extremely grateful for the upbringing that I had. I believe that everything in my life has happened for me and not to me, and it's just made me a better person. I'm more empathetic, I'm kinder, I'm more resilient, honestly the list goes on. So my childhood has shaped me into who I am today and for that I'm extremely grateful. By me telling this story it's in no way to bring anybody else down or to make anybody look bad, I'm just simply sharing my experiences to hopefully help others. I also just want to say I love my parents, things have gotten a lot better since my childhood and I have so much compassion for them both and wish everybody nothing but love. I just wanted to make that super clear before going into it but with all of that being said let's just rip the band-aid off, stop procrastinating and get into my childhood shall we? Firstly, my mum was really young when she had me and my sister. She was 17 when she had my sister, and she was 19 when she had me, which is just wild. Like, if I was my mum right now, I would have a nine and a seven year old. Like, that's crazy. It's a crazy concept for me to wrap my head around. But anyway, Pretty much when I was about one years old, um, my mum told my dad that she, I guess, made a mistake by having us. She really wasn't ready to have kids and essentially gave us up, I guess, is the easiest way to put it. She just felt like she couldn't raise us to the best of her ability and she had more life that she wanted to experience without kids. So, my dad, who was a bit older than my mum, I should probably add, had us full time and we just saw mum on occasion. Now, mum and dad weren't together and my dad had another partner. So, after my mum, gave us up. So from the ages of like one to six, we pretty much lived at my dad's partner's house with her kids and they were amazing. I feel like I'm going to kind of split the story of my upbringing between my mom and my dad, because it was like having split lives. And I think anybody who grew up with separated parents can relate to that in some sort of way. I'm going to start with my childhood with my mum we did still see my mum on occasion growing up it definitely wasn't like consistently every single weekend or every second weekend but we did see her but when we did it was a very unstable environment to say the least She never had a job or a place to stay, so sometimes we would be at women's and children's shelters, but most of the time, it was her boyfriend of the time's house that we would stay at. My mum had a lot of different partners, which was kind of a weird thing to experience as a kid, spending my weekends at random male's houses, and she was in some pretty toxic relationships, and... Unfortunately, we were exposed to and victims of a lot of things no children should ever be exposed to. My mum definitely used her partners for money and security, which ultimately led to a lot of subconscious beliefs around my own self-worth as a woman, along with many other things. My mum also had an issue with drinking. She was a bit of an alcoholic, not an alcoholic in the sense of like every night she drank, but she was a bit of a binge drinker. And then when she did drink, she got very angry, which is a recurring theme of my childhood with my parents. But yes, I would definitely say she had a bit of a problem with drinking, which most of the time led to some sort of physical altercation with either her partner or whoever was over at the party for that night. Uh, I was definitely exposed to a lot of violence and verbal and physical abuse in my childhood with my mum. She also relied so much on other people for her own stability and finances. Her struggle with money was something we were very exposed to. It felt like every time we saw mum, we would be at Centrelink because mum needed money, which definitely made me feel like a bit of a pawn, I guess you would say, because somehow she always had money for alcohol and it was a pretty tough pill to swallow when it comes to your concept of what you believe you meant to your own mother. Overall, it was a very unstable, unsafe environment. There was also a lot of police being called and restraining orders against ex-partners and Honestly, the list goes on. It was just a long time before there was any sense of stability with my mum. That's just a bit of an overview of my upbringing with my mum in the younger years. And, you know, don't get me wrong, it wasn't all bad. I do have some good experiences and memories with my mum in those younger years. But naturally, they were definitely overclouded by the negative ones. And then with my dad, it was kind of the opposite. So in the younger years, he was great. He tried as hard as he could. And we had somewhat of a normal blended family with his partner and her kids. We were so lucky with my dad's partner. She completely took us in and raised us as our own. And All of us kids got along like siblings and to this day I refer to them as my stepsisters. I really have fantastic memories of my childhood with our little family at that time. It definitely wasn't all smooth sailing, but overall when you look at my childhood as a whole, that was a dream. But unfortunately that didn't last too long and they split up when I was about six or so. So... From then onwards, we moved to my dad's house permanently. Thankfully, my grandparents really stood in and helped my dad as much as they could. They really helped raise me and my sister in those younger years and were like second parents to us, but obviously they could only do so much. Dad did okay managing to have us full-time as a single parent in the beginning, I would say when we got to the age of, or at least when I got to the age of about grade five, dad was good. But from about grade five onwards, he really started to struggle financially and unfortunately it completely changed him. So my whole childhood i'd really been consumed with money issues from the younger years with my mum, never having money or having to rely on other people for money through to my dad in the later years who was making minimum wage as a roof tiler trying to raise a family and openly expressively talking about it and his money issues to us i just remember being so exposed to those issues and just so aware that we were struggling financially dad just was not very shy about hiding his money issues with us and I don't think he meant it obviously in a negative way I think maybe he was just trying to teach us about money but when you're like seven or eight years old you obviously just don't fully understand but anyway unfortunately I would say from the ages of like grade 5 onwards until I left home at 18 things went pretty downhill with my dad. Obviously, he was struggling financially. He had so much resentment towards my mum as well for leaving us and inevitably leaving him with the sole responsibility of raising me and my sister. And Unfortunately, he turned into a pretty heavy drinker and started to abuse other substances. And he completely changed. He turned into a very angry and bitter man. And he ended up taking all of that resentment of how he felt towards my mum and the world to both me and my sister. But I think if my sister was here with me right now, she would definitely agree that most of that anger, unfortunately, was pretty much directed towards myself, which I think sometimes was actually harder for her because she might have been the one to tip him off that night, but it would still be me who, who he would take it out on and it would make her feel guilty you never really knew what you were gonna get with my dad which kept me in a constant state of fight or flight. And it was hard because you would see this side of your dad that you love so much and was so gentle and loving to this monster who was just so angry and abusive. And it got so bad that my sister and I would have to literally lock ourselves in our bedrooms, put all of our furniture against the door just to keep him out. But it wouldn't stop him. He would be kicking and punching at the doors and screaming just to argue and get in your face. He wasn't physically abusive, just very verbally. And it was really scary. It was super confronting to deal with. And he would also openly speak negatively about my mum and then tell me I'm just like my mother as an insult, which was really shitty because I knew how little he thought of her and to tell me that I was just like her, it really hurt. Um, And I swear the only thing that got me through that time was my dog, Sasha, She was my literal guardian angel and she meant everything to me. She just gave me all of the unconditional love and stability that I needed at that time. Unfortunately for my sister, she didn't have something like Sasha that got her through and she really struggled with her mental health. And as she got older, she suffered from some pretty severe depression and eating disorders. Which ultimately led her to multiple, scarily close suicide attempts. Which was really tough. Um, it was really tough. And honestly, I've tried to block it out of my memory because... Um, because it hurts. It hurts so much to know that she went through something like that and... It's not an easy thing to go through uh, and watch somebody that you love so much struggle and feel so helpless at the same time and trying to understand it all. It was just hard. It was hard to understand why she would want to leave me as well, I guess. I don't want to go too much into that because it's hard, it is hard to talk about, Um, but, uh, but yeah, um, school was also really hard for her, and I think just in general for everybody, high school is a bloody tough time for a lot of people, and it definitely didn't help for my sister and I to go home to such an unstable environment. High school was also weird for us because my uncle and auntie actually paid for me and my sister to go to an all girls Catholic semi-private school, which is literally just the most amazing, generous thing to do. And I'm so, so grateful to have them in my life and for them to have done that for us. It's just the most beautiful thing, but it definitely was a bit of a weird feeling because I definitely didn't feel like I belonged in that type of school. I think for sure it led to some sort of imposter syndrome maybe. You know most of my friends had big beautiful houses and loving parents that had good jobs and I just remember feeling so ashamed and embarrassed about my upbringing and I never wanted friends to come over to my house because it was quite literally falling apart. My whole house would like fit into their lounge rooms. We literally went months without running hot water. We would have to fill Pots of boiling water on the stove and put them in the bath just to bathe ourselves at some stage. So, definitely not the normal in my circle of friends. So, I guess it was kind of a lot to go through as a child and teenager. Uh, You know, from my early childhood struggles with my mum to my later childhood and teenage years with my dad. I definitely had a lot of trauma to overcome, which leads me to my journey with my spirituality. Now, I always had a belief and a sense of knowing that there was something else out there, that there was more to this world that I just didn't know. I was a big believer in spirits and the afterlife as well, but not in the sense of like heaven and hell. I didn't believe in religion as such, but I just had a sense of there's something bigger. But I never really started to explore it until probably COVID, which I knew happened to a lot of other people as well, because I started to ask questions a lot of like, What the hell is the purpose of my life and just life in general? And I just questioned that there had to be more to life than slaving away until you die. And I started to listen to some podcasts like Rise and Conquer. I learned about the law of attraction and the Rise and Conquer podcast led me to Sahara Rose's podcast called The Higher Self, which... By the way, if you're into all of this stuff, spirituality, I would highly recommend giving her podcast a listen. She is amazing. And yeah, I just really started to consume all of this content and gained such an interest in it. But it wasn't until mid 2021 when everything got really real. So 2021 was by far the hardest year of my life and I've experienced some pretty deep dark shit before but nothing compared to how I felt mid-2021. I had some majorly traumatic things happen to me in a really short time frame of about two months, some of which I'm not going to go into but the worst of them by far was losing my dog Now, that may seem like an exaggeration to some people, but for me, that dog was everything. I had her from the age of seven until I was 24, and she was my rock, my security, my unconditional love, and she's what got me through some of the hardest years of my life, which again might sound dramatic to somebody who maybe had a more stable upbringing, but In the middle of my turmoil, she was my consistent safety net and my stability. So losing her took me to the worst state I'd ever been in in my life. And I just simply didn't want to live anymore. And I had never experienced that. I had never gotten to a point of being so done with life and my god did it take me on a journey of healing myself it was like she was a straw that held me together for all of those years and then when she was gone All of those traumas and issues from my childhood rose to the surface that I never fully dealt with. I just completely suppressed for all of those years and I just broke. I broke mentally. I was struggling really bad and was on a downward spiral and started to take it out on the people closest to me, which really ultimately was Luke. I can see now that... I was subconsciously trying to sabotage my relationship with Luke because all that time, I never truly felt worthy enough for him. I felt like the only way to protect myself was to hurt myself and to stop him from hurting me or stop him from being able to hurt me because I already did it to myself. And I tell you what, the man never even flinched. He was so incredibly supportive and loving towards me whilst I was just so cold and trying to push him away and honestly, that man deserves a medal for how supportive and amazing he was to me throughout that time and I'm just so grateful, so grateful for him and none of my friends really knew to the extent and still don't know today how bad it got but it completely forced me to heal myself and not long after that I had my full-blown spiritual awakening. Like I'm talking textbook, big spiritual awakening moment, like I was rolling my eyes out watching fantastic fungi of all things on netflix which again by the way if you haven't watched that i would highly recommend um but just be warned may come with severe spiritual awakening experience um or maybe not that was probably just me but still recommend you watch it but just all of a sudden this like tidal wave just overcame me of this sense of remembering who and what I truly am, which is all that there is a soul, an infinite source of energy, the divine, whatever you want to call it. It was just the realest thing I had ever felt. And from that point onwards, it completely took over my life. I became obsessed with healing myself and started to look at some of those ugly beliefs and work through them. I spent thousands of dollars on courses to learn more about spirituality and how to heal myself. I read a bunch of different self-help books and watched TV shows and documentaries on Gaia. I'd never been more passionate about anything before in my life. Hence why I started this podcast. I want everybody to know what I know and I want everybody to have that kind of experience. I want to share my experiences with other people and help other people who are going through the same thing or teach people about it and let people know that life is supposed to be easy and enjoyable and you have the power to make it that way now that's not to say there won't ever be challenges in your life because that's how you learn and grow but how you view those experiences and what you learn from them can change your life This journey definitely hasn't been easy for me. I've had to bring up some dark shit that I had to relive so I could heal myself from and give myself the love and compassion that I never gave myself when feeling those emotions or when having those emotions in the first place. Some really ugly sides of your personality comes out that you've just been rejecting for so long that you also need to acknowledge and give compassion and love to. It can be lonely and hard to learn all of the conditioning, but just gaining a better understanding of why I reacted the way I did and having a deeper love for myself and everybody around me and the connections and miracles that have happened in my life since doing the work are literally magical. And I want everybody to experience that. My life has taken a complete 360. I have the best, most fulfilling relationship with Luke. We have a beautiful house that we own together. We're getting married in Italy in four months time. We have so many exciting things happening and coming into our life. I'm happier than I've ever, ever been and have the best most supportive friends in the world and I'm doing something that I love and I'm so passionate about and just have this sense of knowing knowing that this is exactly where I'm supposed to be and I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing I've got so much self-worth and so much more confidence in every aspect of my life it's also changed my perspective of my childhood On being able to look back with compassion and empathy for my parents. Like, My mum, she was so young at the time and had a tough upbringing herself and had no foundation of self-worth or self-love and she completely put her worth in the hands of her partners which led her to doing the things that she did and with my dad, I can't imagine how hard it would have been as a single dad on a minimum wage trying to raise two daughters and hardly getting by. He was just using the drugs and alcohol as an escape from his reality and I don't blame him for that. I just have so much sympathy for my parents. And most importantly, it's made me so proud of who I am today and how far I've come. I could never, I never used to be able to take recognition for making it this far or for who I became. Anytime anybody gave me any praise for going through some of the things I went through, I would completely brush it off. I, I could not accept it. And I would just say, well, other people had it worse, so I can't complain and never acknowledged my like how far I'd came, which it, it's true. There's always going to be somebody worse off than you, but it doesn't and should never take away from what you have experienced. And I can sit here today and say, I am so proud of the woman that I am today. And do you want to know the best part about the song? The best part is this is only the beginning. I know my life is only gonna get better from here. And I know there's just so many miracles around the corner for me. I've never been more sure of anything in my life. And I'm so excited for the journey ahead. And all of this is around the corner for you too. You just have to be open to accepting it. People often ask me how they can start getting into spirituality or what are some ways that they can get into it. And I say to that, You're already a spiritual person whether you identify yourself as one or not. I'm no different than you. I don't have anything that you don't. And if you're asking that question of how can you start, you've already started. Just being curious about yourself, your beliefs and this world and then starting to unpack that all. Start becoming aware of how you speak to yourself and the stories that you tell yourself and question if that's really true or not and you'll find it's not and being able to separate yourself from your thoughts and your ego is honestly the foundation to this all. For me meditation was a really helpful tool to quiet my ego and strengthen my connection to my inner self and I would definitely recommend that for anybody. One thing I do wish I did earlier was actually embody everything that I was learning that would be my biggest advice to you if you're just at the beginning of your spiritual journey is actually stepping into and taking action on becoming the best version of yourself I got so consumed with learning and listening and took so long to actually start doing the damn thing I felt like I didn't know enough and I needed to learn more before I could start openly talking about it, but I'm never going to know everything and I still have so much learning and growing to do, but I wish I didn't let that stop me from taking action earlier because looking back, it was just so much wasted time for nothing. With all of that being said, it's been a challenging journey, but one, I wouldn't change for the world. And ultimately, one that has taught me so much about myself. Now, before we do close out today's episode, I want to thank you all so much for listening and allowing me to share my story with you. Being so vulnerable can be difficult, but knowing that there might even be one person out there that can relate who might benefit from hearing my story is incredibly rewarding and so worth it. I hope my experience has helped you in some way. If you found this episode helpful, please consider subscribing to the podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you have an extra few minutes, I would really appreciate if you could leave a review of your feedback. It helps me improve the podcast and reach more people who might benefit from this content. Once again, thank you so much for listening. Your support means the world to me and I can't wait to hear from you. Take care and I'll see you next time.